Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to a podcast with me, Dave, and another thing, and Travis. We're going to be talking about what is next for the U.S. of A. Hashtag Red Pill. How you doing, Dave? It's been a long time, man. Yeah, been a long time since yeah. we rock and rolled. Doing well, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I've, uh, it's been a rocky road, but um, I'm doing all right. Yeah, just weather a storm, huh? Yeah, I had. Uh, it was everything coming at me and from life left and right. You know, eventually my grandpa passing, and literally the next day after that, I find out I'm a father, and and just everything that goes along with it. Trying to, uh, we gave up on the house buying deal, so now I'm a. Uh, now we're uh, just pretty much deciding we're going to weather through uh, staying at this house, but yeah. Yep, keep <sighs> things on hold for a minute till till you get uh, the kid a little older or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. I'd like to get a better place, get more acreage, but uh, as of now, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just we don't have that access. Not with this uh, current climate, with uh, interest rates going way through the roof. We had it at like two percent, now it's at what like almost eight. So we just can't afford it right now. Yes, things are crazy, man. Yep. Are crazy for sure. Um hey, let's uh let me, again I'm just gonna make sure our levels are the same. Yeah, sure. So uh while you're testing and doing all your levels, uh, I think I'll tell you. I uh was just continuing reading up more on the Georgia Guidestones and then what happened was uh pretty much I just went deep down into a rabbit hole. And uh, I thought we could wrap it up about how they're pretty much, you know, not bothering to save face anymore. They're outright there and about it. And uh, right? apparently, yeah, and they've even, I don't know if you know this, but I was going to wrap up about how all these things like, you know, um, Klaus Schwab's um, World Economic Forum, uh, the Skull and, I think it was called, what was it? The Skull, Skull and Bones uh, Society? Skull and Bones, yeah. All these other things are just different sectors of one big thing, which, you know, the Illuminati, they even bother right now to just freshly put up their own website, .org and everything, stating who they are, how they get in, people get, uh, how they issue money, how it is that uh, you see all of a sudden people just all of a sudden start appearing into these positions of power, stating that they own different agencies and what uh, methods they want for us all to be using as money and then look down at some of the other stuff from Bill Gates. So it's, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd wrap it up by just showing that, you know, everything's at this point starting to come to a head. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds great. Yeah. It looks like our levels are good. We're pretty right on. And, um, yeah, why don't we go ahead and do a little intro? Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your favorite thunder monkey, Travis Bushy. Um, Dave, I'm real happy to be back with you here. Um, for those of you who uh, maybe you haven't listened before, uh, we have a couple episodes. I'd encourage everyone to go back and uh, listen to those where uh, Dave and I have been together and also other Dave recordings have been amazing as well. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back with you, Dave. Um, for those of you who want to hear a few other segments of mine, I have some recordings up on the stereo app and you can find me there at thunder monkey also i am in the process of getting a studio set up so i hope to be eventually 
putting out uh, full segments here on video format and audio as well. So as soon as construction's done, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more contact rocking and rolling. Heck yeah, yeah. And uh, this is Dave, Dave Smith, and another thing with Dave. I picked up that name because I've never been accused of not having an opinion on something. <laughs> and absolutely, please do check out uh, the previous talks with Travis. Those are some of the best I've ever done. Uh, the man is knowledgeable, and we seem to have amazing chemistry. We might not line up, uh, you know, directly politically, but we have a lot of overlap when it comes to bigger issues. I think we're, we, I don't see one point that we've disagreed on, on, on bigger issues. It's just when you get into the minutia there, maybe there's a, a little bit different here and there, but you know, I, I, de I defy classification. I'm not a uh, Democrat. I'm a third party person. Uh, a lot of people think that I'm right wing when I tell them, uh, you know, that I'm all for gun rights and, and things like that. But um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the World Economic Forum. We've got Jelaine Maxwell on Suicide Watch, just like Epstein was. Well, well what could go wrong? Hmm. Um, and some other things that we'll be covering. What do you got, Chap? Yeah, I'm excited to get into this one. It really looks like things are coming to head for pretty much, I, I guess, if you were to strip away the basics, like how you said on how you and I are different in our politics, I guess where you could put us together, you could might define as populist almost. Um, and uh, it seems like the, the is between individualism slash nationalism, populist movement versus uh, this new, as they're now calling it, apparently the new liberal world order. Um, and it, <laughs> Both seem to be coming to a rise. We see fight back on both sides. Uh, we'll be talking about the Georgia Guidestones and how one of those stones was blown to smithereens. And uh, I thought we'd also hit on the point since it's fresh and it just happened uh, last night, earlier this morning, uh, the assassination of uh, the former Japanese prime minister, who was uh, really not someone that was really uh, in their favors, not saying that it's somebody... Uh, from this uh, new liberal ward order that did it, but you know, they have their followings and um, yeah, it, it's a sad time, but we're seeing aggressive moves on both sides and it's really going to be interesting, but this is the 20 year time frame where things are going to be, uh, things are going to be determined on uh, what the next 80 years of to a hundred years of the world look like. Right. I mean, we're approaching, you know, you've heard of the uh, 2030 agenda, right? So we're yep. approaching 2030. And it looks like uh, the powers that be, our government, but the real powers that control the puppets, are going full tilt boogie. Um, you know, all, no stops now, no stops. That seems to be full steam ahead. Um, yep. As far as the the rapid nature in which things are unfolding in front of us, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard about Travis the MK Ultra experiments. I have not. Why don't you fill me on that? Because uh, I would consider myself uneducated on that. Yeah. So this is pretty wild. Um, this uh, so this guy um, Gottlieb is his last name was running this program for the CIA. Started in the '60s, and they were testing LSD on unknowing patients, soldiers, and civilians. Well, that doesn't seem like anything could go wrong. Right. With the goal, of a 
uh, Manchurian candidate, which is a, basically a murdering robot. So you could, you know, and you've seen movies of this, right? You could whisper a certain word in their ear, you know, whatever, yeah. ye- yellow. And then they just go into trance mode, go cook. And then immediately when they're done, I don't know if you have to say another word to snap them out of it or it's, if it's automatic that they snap out after that event, they remember nothing. Uh, and I just watched a uh, Joe Rogan episode where he had this author on, Tom O'Neill, who wrote a book called Chaos and the CIA uh, about this because uh, there had been a treasure trove of documents released from the CIA due to the Freedom of Information Act. So he was mm-hmm. able to get a hold of a bunch of documents that spell this out uh, letter by letter in the CIA's own documents. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charles Manson was at ground zero of where they were testing on people in prisons. Then when he got out, oddly enough, his parole officer was a member of the MK Ultra experiment and was also assigned as his parole officer. So, huh, little trippy there. And then Charles Manson was attending the Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic, a free medical clinic in um, in San Francisco. And uh, and the employees there stated on record that he was in there every day or two with his girls. So, you know, this guy. um, Oh, man, what's his name? James Jolly West, Jolly West got an office in that in the clinic and he was the the main architect of the program that spelled out how it's to be done, how they're how they're to keep it from their colleagues, um, you know, all these different things. And uh, he had an office there and was seeing Charles Manson and the girls one, you know, every day or every other day. So. Apparently, he, they were going there to be tested on, to be given free acid. Um, so pretty mind-blowing. And then another member, or another test subject of the MKUltra experiments was Jack Ruby, the person who, Oswald, right? And Oswald killed Kennedy. Yeah. So, he, and he said on record that he had complete amnesia and didn't remember a thing about that day until after the murder. So that lines completely up with the MKUltra program. So my question is, with all these mass shootings going on, and some of them look all tranced out, right? Is, yeah. it beyond, is it beyond belief to imagine that maybe the CIA is still enacting that program, still executing it? I, you know, it's not beyond belief to me. Well, uh, like... Again, everyone should go and listen to uh, our previous talks. But one of the things that we discussed before was um, one of their almost code of ethics is they will tell you through normally different like medias and pretty much get their message across through entertainment. And so uh, not that I'm a fan of the series anymore, but uh, Marvel had a Captain America one called Civil War, which I thought it was their best one um, in which his best friend uh, Bucky. Uh, becomes the Winter Soldier, where he has uh, complete and total amnesia after uh, Hydra has captured them. And so they start opening up a red book, reading out random words, like he said, yellow, green, left, right. I don't remember the actual words, but if you just say to any person on the streets, random nonsense, 
goes into complete trance, sent him out to do uh, assassinations after that, has no memory of it, and he's trying to get his buddy free of it, is the whole, pretty much the premise of the the entire plot. So, oh my god, you're kidding me. No, that's, wow. uh, that one, I think that movie came out, I want to say 20, I, I want to say like 2017 maybe? Maybe, maybe wow. it was a little bit sooner than that. So, yeah, I mean, with them, uh, pretty much like we said, being blatant and open about it. And uh, not to mention, people's minds have become uh, made uh, rather, uh, what's the word I want to use, malle- malleable, I guess, um, yeah. through things like uh, just constant stuff being fed in through the media, continuous lies, like how we've stated before where um, there have been clips where you can show media pundits who have uh, been well-documented to uh, a lot of them having... Uh, been under control of the CIA, um, doing things like saying repeated over and over in messaging. And you can see them where they're all played in a one graph scene, saying the same words in sync. Um, so with people's minds just hearing the same thing repeated over and over again, being locked up, we have a massive problem now where we've been gone through, you know, one to two years of separation uh, from other people, not seeing people's entire faces, this stuff will do stuff to your brain. So it just sounds like it makes it even easier when you throw in stuff like uh, uh, different grades of uh, LSDs, acids, or other hallucinogenics that they might be using. So right. no, not completely out of the uh, out of the ordinary at all. And you look at things like, uh, we know for a fact, it's a big given fact um, fentanyl is being uh, manufactured a large part of it over in China and a lot of it is making its way through the southern border um, and we have a massive massive drug problem with that is it really just out of the uh, whoop are you still there yeah yeah okay sorry my screen went blank for a moment um, is it question on that is it really that far-fetched an idea to say okay we know that this one drug along with things like other fentanyl like fentanyl and other drugs like that is it really out of uh out of the realm of possibility to ask about something like hey is uh maybe lsds manufactured elsewhere and it's not like the cia is just you know resides in only one state or one country you know they're international is it really you know out of the realm of possibility that yeah they've worked with manufacturing drugs before is it possible that there's with hallucinogenics we know that stuff like uh these lockdowns have pushed people into a much higher uh drug use than ever before in human history i mean you look at the statistics on people who have had problems with overdoses or stuff like that or gone into drug use the numbers have skyrocketed like we have never seen before uh on record so yeah it's very uh i think it's very possible and then you look at uh the homeland security uh, they, I want to say about, uh, two months ago, back in maybe May, um, had put out a statement saying prepare for months, if not even a year long of, uh, extreme violence all throughout the nation. And then of course they try and cite different reasonings like, um, you know, inflation, uh, causing financial hardships, um, Things like uh, people uh, flipping out about geopolitical things, organizations moving about. So could another one really be that uh, they know that there's more stuff coming down the pike? 
because of hallucinogenics. Well, exactly. And the first thing that that makes me think is, we're, here's our plan. We're gonna we're gonna pit people against each other, and then mm-hmm. you know, drop a match on the puddle of gasoline, and say, "Oh my God, what happened?" You know. But if they yeah. see it coming, how do they see it coming? What do they? What do they? What studies are they basing this on? You know, it, I I think it's just the squeezing of the working class and the poor, and then, like I said, you drop a match on a on a you know on a puddle of gasoline and watch it go. Yep. But, but what's I mean, that match, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it, from where I stand, looking at everything going on, you know not just in America, but you look, this is pretty much stuff that is affecting the entire globe. Uh, There's a wide variety of it. We have our world leaders saying, prepare for a global famine. Uh, You want to see someone desperate? I mean, we got the baby form shortage going on. What happens, you know, when uh, all of a sudden people are working, they can't make ends meet. And on top of that, even if they had the money, which most of them are losing rapidly through, inflation and yet some reason the fed doesn't want to taper it off with uh raising interest rates to the rates that they should be at people can't afford to stay but they can't afford to move and uh, they can't afford food but even if you could afford food we're looking at a global famine and then recently uh i believe it was dutch farmers uh had the government just open fire on them i believe this was about uh two or three days ago um and uh the farmers were protesting over restrictions on uh, nitrogen use, which if you know much about farming, nitrogen is a very key component for uh, farming. It's in the soil, it's stuff that you use for your fertilizer. Uh, I used to work at True Green. And so one of our pitches when I'd have to tell people about our fertilizer is, you know, there's two components to fertilizers, the nitrogen, which pushes out dead growth and forces the plants to grow and then potassium which um, stores the nutrition in it and so if you're not having that you're not going to be having successful crops and these people are forcing farmers not to be able to use their appropriate fertilizer putting limits on it we got fuel shortages going out like crazy biden just sent out uh over a million uh i believe barrels of oil out to china and all these other countries while we're running out of uh gasoline wow. so we have fuel shortages we have um all, all across the world we have a possible world war that could pop off in between places like well i, I won't even say name out different places but i was going to say russia and then there's a possibility with china and other places but those other places all come together when we did our uh, first segment together on the sides yeah. so it could very well just be there's two different uh Two different powers uh, uniting the, I guess you want to call it the, um, the sides kind of being, I guess, what people over on here would uh, consider access powers. And then um, what we're now starting to see being, I guess you could call it the new liberal world order being the two. So we have the sides versus the new liberal world order. And um, these sides all have nukes. So yeah. You look at, I let mean, me just, and, let me just insert there. The sides are Russia, China, India, and Indonesia. They've all signed a pact to work together economically, financially, and militarily. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you guys want more on that, go back and listen to our um, first episode that Dave and I did together. We really dive deep into that, help you understand it. Wonderful, wonderful reporting done. And uh, as I had mentioned before, 
it sounds like Cash's belly pretty much where they knew that this was all coming and um, pretty much put stated their intentions and um, formed everything. So you have world wars, you have world famine, you have global um, shortages, um, crippling supply chain, uh, inflation infecting the entire world. The Fed refuses to correct things. And um, you, I mean, there's just, there, there's so many different ways that this could go. I think um, simply, I, I think what, People like Soros, uh, these other New World Order people, what they want rather than a world war is a civil war. And the reason I state that is because uh, George Soros had put out a statement uh, a few months ago saying that uh, we need to all be very careful because it could end uh, society having this war with Russia. And so... That's one thing that scares Soros. So if it scares Soros, that tells me he's probably trying to stay away from that. He doesn't want the world war to happen, which means when you look at everything happening internal, internally on every nation, whether it's like we said with Japan, how they're obviously going through strife and turmoil um, to the point where um, some people are even deciding to go and assassinate former uh, prime ministers. Boris Johnson uh, just cracking at the seams with his entire staff leaving uh, the country in disarray. And so he's decided to step down as party leader. You look at everything going on in the U.S., how we're just inching closer and closer to a civil war. It looks like they want civil wars. And right now they're building their net to go and cut pieces so that it's a control collapse into their new world order but i think what they fear is that if they get into a war there's a chance that you can always lose war and so right. you look at uh, the possibility of a world war there's no guarantee that all of a sudden they come out on top and uh you know dominate over russia they haven't left an exit strategy for russia to, to reintegrate with things it's been uh pretty much they need to be, be absolutely toppled completely so yeah there's um Great point. That. And that to the MK Ultra thing. Is it inconceivable to think that our government, now we know our track record of our government, right? The Tuskegee experiments, MK Ultra, Cointel Pro. You know, mm -hmm. if you haven't heard of these things, look them up. But there's, um, you know, Operation Blood in Fog um, or Operation Sea Spray, I think, uh, yeah. where the government tested biological weapons on San Francisco. There's a huge record of our government sacrificing its own people for an experiment, right? So is it beyond imagination to think that the CIA is creating these Manchurian candidates through mind control to go and do mass shootings so that then they can legislate against us owning guns? Because why? Because it will be a lot easier to take over if every American doesn't have a gun, right? I think it's uh, there's two guns for every person in this country. So it's the largest standing army in the world. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't just roll over us if we all have guns. So to me, that makes sense as well. I want to touch on what you said about the famine. That blows my mind. I don't know if you've been hearing about these uh, food processing plants across the U.S. going up in flames. Yep. Some of yeah, them having so things like... Uh whether it's quote-unquote spontaneous fires or uh, there were a few that had playing into them. Yeah, and how does Which, that happen, right? One is, I mean, well, 
let's not forget what uh, about the U.S.'s history here with plane crashes, but uh, you know, a lot of some of them being you know on purpose. And you can say that with 9/11, or you could possibly say that uh, certain governments wanted a world war to set up the current world government that we have and let and allowed Japan to come in and uh, with planes. Um, so one, yeah, I could see that being as, oh my gosh, that was a horrible accident. The pilot must have had a heart attack and down with the plane and, you know, he just happened to hit a food plant. But there's one been, time. yeah, one one time that you can write off a one-time event. You can't write off multiple plus all these fires. No, a plane hitting a plant, that's a that's a bullseye, right? Yeah. So how many times do you get that level of a bullseye? It's a, you know, the second one, red flags should go up for any thinking person. Um, mm -hmm. But I pulled up an article here from, uh, once again, I'm all across the board. I'm not, I'm not stuck on the left, right? So if there's information, it's information. And this is by the House of David Ministries, uh, U.S. and North America, 25 mysterious fires at food processing processing plants across the U.S., end-of-days food shortage. Um, so back to what you said, I think there's a, a disaster being created, right? Biden sending away millions of barrels of oil at a time when we have an oil shortage, and then these food plants are burning down to create a food shortage, right? And, and there was a, just a little segue before I get into this article. I saw this thing about those 10,000 dead cattle, 10,000 cattle died just mysteriously. Yeah. But no, but no ducks, no chickens, no pigs. They were all fine. Huh. And we're supposed to believe it was a quote unquote heat wave. Well, that, that helps the narrative of like, Oh, there's a pending food shortage coming and the baby food shortage. Right. So it's all concerted. Um, but here's the, the wave of fires. While Biden blamed Russia, fires cropped up all across the U.S. in food production facilities. Despite Biden's deflection, many of the fires occurred before the war in Ukraine. On Saturday evening, a fire broke out at Purdue Farms in facility in South Norfolk area of Chesapeake, North Carolina. Let me see. This, so this is uh, from May 3rd. Um, Ten days ago, a small plane crashed within a mile of the runway of the Covington, Georgia Municipal Airport, hitting a General, Mo General Mills food facility. Mm -hmm. uh, on you know, and a mile away from the airstrip, that's highly suspect, right? If it was a bad landing, you could see maybe that it's legit. But a mile away, what happened? And no investigations yeah. into these, right? There hasn't been a further investigation, as far as I've seen. That's just like, oh. Mysterious fire. Um, yep. On Sunday, it was being reported that nearly a dozen wildfires had just roared through key agricultural areas of Nebraska. So burning the raw food product before it gets to the plant. Excuse me. In the middle of the night on March 23rd, a fire broke out on the roof of the General Mills food processing plant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. How the hell does that happen on the roof? Um, I'll tell you how it happens, a firebomb. On March 28th, Maricopa Food Pantry, a local food bank in Arizona, lost 50,000 pounds worth of food in a fire that occurred just 15 minutes after the food bank closed. 
According to a CBS affiliate, Arizona's family AZ Central cited CEO Jim Schof in a state stating that 15,000 pounds of meat and 40,000 pounds of canned goods and other commodities were lost in the blaze. On March 31st, a structure fire significantly damaged a large portion of the Rio Fresh onion packing facility in San Juan, Texas. It was the largest onion packing facility in the region. On April 12th, a major fire broke out at New Hampshire's East Conway Beef and Pork Slaughterhouse. On April 13th, the Taylor Farms California Food Service Production Facility in Salinas, California, burned almost entirely to the ground. The facility employed nearly 1,000 people. An update on the company's website described the Salinas facility as its primary production facility. On April 14th, a small plane crashed into the Gem State Food Processing Plant in Hayburn, Idaho. The website for the company describes it processing 18,000 acres worth of potatoes each year. On April 19th, the headquarters of Azure Standard, the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food, was destroyed by fire. The company released a statement uh, that due to the destruction, the company will experience out-of-stock status for Azure market oils, honey, and vinegar. Basically, any Azure market liquid product as well as our carob products for the short term. The destruction may also affect supplies from their fruit packing facility. Excuse me one second. Mm -hmm. Frog in the throat. On March 24th, a fire destroyed the Penobscot McCrum potato processing plant in Belfast, Maine. On March 16th, according to KAIT, a fire caused extensive damage to a new production uh, line dedicated to Hot Pockets at the Nestle plant in Jonesboro, Arkansas. On March 16th, a major fire hit the 1.2 million square foot Walmart Fulfillment Center in Plainfield, Indiana. On February 22nd, a propeller boiled, a propane boiler explosion caused a fire that destroyed the Shearer's Food Potato in Northeast Oregon. On February 3rd, uh, these are all 2022. According mm -hmm. to NBC 15 in Madison, Wisconsin, a fire destroyed part of the Wisconsin River meat site in Mauston. On January 13th, according to KALB, an explosion and fire damaged the Cargill Neutrina plant in uh, Le Comte, Louisiana. On January 6th, a fire did extensive damage to a poultry processing plant in Hamilton, Ontario, according to CHCH-TV. On December 13th, a fire broke out at a food processing plant in San Antonio, Texas. When firefighters arrived on the scene, they found a freezer on fire in the facility. $150,000 worth of food was destroyed in the fire. Um, <clears throat> on November 29th, the fire broke out at the Made Right Steak Company meat processing plant in Scott Township, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. The mm -hmm. cause of the fire has been ruled as an accident. On September 12th, 2021, I'm sorry, the last three were from 2021. 
on September 12th, 2021, broke out at the JVS USA Beef Processing Plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. According to Drovers, the nation's oldest livestock publication, the fire was determined to be from a heater near the roof in the rendering area of the plant, which would be the most flammable area. So you've got oil. Um, on uh, August 23rd, 2021, a fire broke out at Patak Meat Products in Cobb County, Georgia. In March of 2022, the company said on Facebook that it is still rebuilding. On July 31st, 2021, according to WVTM, the NBC station in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, a fire broke out at Tyson's River Valley Ingredients Rendering Plant in Hansville, Alabama. On July 25th, 2021, a fire damaged a Kellogg plant in Memphis, Tennessee. According to fire officials, it was accidentally sparked when a malfunctioning conveyor belt sparked a blaze in the rice drying machine. On April 30th, 2021, a fire broke out in the Smithfield Foods Pork Processing Plant in Mammoth, Illinois. Monmouth, Illinois, excuse me. On January 11th, 2021, a fire destroyed the Delhi Star Meat Processing Plant in Fayetteville, Illinois, according to Meat and Poultry. So absolutely unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll uh, add some smaller ones that don't really hit the news. Um, but it was local news over in, uh, I'm from, I live in York, Pennsylvania. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They're neighboring counties um, where uh, there was a local farmer out there. Uh, I don't know if he was Amish or not, but that's pretty much Amish country in Lancaster. Um, he sold some of the greatest steaks and burgers out there uh, to people because he wasn't using hormones and chemicals, um, injecting them into the cows before uh, killing them, to right. which um, he was swiftly shut down by men within uh, rifles, um, taking all of his cattle away from him and uh, shutting down his business. So, um, because I guess that if you can't poison people and uh, sell it to them, then you're going to be stripped of uh, your means of production and um, your food. Um, another one issue, um, and I don't have uh, the exact name on this person, but um, I, I got some friends that are homesteaders um, not too far from me, about 20 minute drive out. And, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And one of their friends, um, they have a whole lot of chickens because, you know, homesteaders got acreage. And so yeah. uh, one of their big things was uh, they had a whole lot of chickens for eggs, for poultry, and then different things. I can get some uh, a cross hybrid between turkeys and chicken in there for bigger, more hardier meat birds. Um, all of a sudden, the uh, FDA... Uh, with their badges showed up and not only are they stopping all these major um, you've heard about the chicken shortage I'm heard where um, all these um, um, bird influenza cases all of a sudden been popping up and birds have been getting called left and right and now they keep saying for I believe this would be the second or third time now that we're gonna have a chicken shortage well the FDI showed up to you know private individuals you know not 
not companies sending out chicken, but private individuals with their own private backyard chickens on their homestead and confiscated all their birds in the name of the uh, preventing the bird flu, in which they were all saying, um, you know, A, we don't sell these to people. These are our own. Secondly, we're fine. We take amazing care of them, including um, vet bills of health for them. And the answer was, well, they could become infected or they might be an infected and you might not know. So they took people's private property away from them. They could become infected. Wow. Yeah. And a meteor could hit the earth. Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah, all these accidents could happen by accident, but one accident is that is not an accident is them also coming and shutting down people's farms. Like I said, with, uh, those farmers that were protesting who were all of a sudden had the government start shooting at them, you know, with bullets. Right. And, uh, and when, when was this yeah. that your, uh, your friend's farm got shut down? Um, I believe the end of May or early June where this okay, happened. So there you go. It's right, right in the time frame, right? Yep. It's like they, it's like they enacted this program about a year ago and, uh, and it's going full tilt boogie because, you know, before this, had you ever heard of a food plant burning? No, not really. Neither did I. It, you know, if if it did happen, that was small local news. But it's been getting to the point now where people are starting to talk about it all over. We're you know, sure. noticing this. This has become trending topics on other social media things and other people on YouTube and all these other things are talking about, you know, all these different fires that have showed up and how all these um, food processing places are, you know, either getting shut down or getting destroyed, having planes crash into them or randomly combusting. Uh, so it's it's breaking out of the local news where it might happen if just, you know, one, one or two random places are having it to where this has become widespread conversation, which is good that people are talking and waking up to it but the bad thing is that the more people are talking about it is because it's happening all over the place exactly exactly because it's not a one-off it's not yeah. a local issue anymore yeah right so when you got 20 different local communities talking about it in their media all of a sudden you've got a national uh news story and let's mm-hmm. just keep in mind that the news you know is a propaganda network um and uh, to to top talk on that, I want to. Um, have you heard of the Smith Munt um, amendment to the Constitution? It sounds familiar, but uh, jogged my memory on it. Yeah, so it's basically the anti-propaganda amendment, um, which forbid the the government from using the propaganda from propagandizing U.S. citizens. Right, so it allowed us to propagandize foreign governments, but you couldn't do that shit at home. Right. So that stood uh, since 1948. Right. That stood and was kind of the backbone of our, you know, of our uh, Bill of Rights or whatever, basically. Right. That the government can't use taxpayer money to propagandize taxpayers. Seems like a no brainer, but they had to make an amendment, the Smith-Mundt Amendment. Well, Obama reversed that with what's called the Smith-Munt Modernization Act in 2013. And here's a story by Ella Cruz, Top Censored Conservative News. Um, 
where's the date on this one? From not seeing a date of uh, authorship, but anyway, um, the Obama administration and the nullification of the Smith Mund Act of 1948. Let's see here. This is part of an old, old article, Martial Law Jenga, divided into smaller articles to ease the read. Yeah. In total harmony with the United Nations, the Obama administration nullified the Smith-Mund Act of 1948. The Smith-Mund Act may, mandates the media to report honestly, but Obama first creates the Smith-Mund Modernization Act of 2012, allowing the media to create the narrative and much biased, quote-unquote, fake news officially. Then later nullifies the Smith-Mundt Act of 1948, prohibits uh, the government propaganda, a bill which the purpose of institutionalizing America's communication and culture programming was proposed to the Congress. The bill met the resistance, but became public law on, on uh, 1 January 2nd, 2013. Since this date, using propaganda against the American people is officially authorized. That's why CNN and other media propaganda operatives laugh at you when you put the fake scenes in their faces. They literally say, it's legal, get over it. Section 1078 revises provisions of the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948, authorizing the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors, BBG, to provide for the preparation and dissemination of information intended for foreign audiences abroad about the United States, including motion pictures, the internet, and other information media, including social media, and through information centers and instructors, authorizes the secretary and the board to make available to the United States motion pictures, films, video, audio, and other materials disseminated abroad pursuant to such act. Yeah. The Broadcasting Act of 1994, the Radio Broadcasting to Cuba Act, or the Television Broadcasting to Cuba Act, amends the Foreign Relations Authorization Act of fiscal years 1986-87 to remove statutory limitations on the ability of the board and the State Department to provide information about their activities to the media, the public, or Congress. They don't even have to talk about it to Congress. Hmm. And when did you say this uh, happened? You said there were two parts, so one in 2012 and one in 2013? Um, it did was written change? in 2012, put into law in 2013. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you're talking about this uh, Marvel movie. Yeah. That's after 2013. That's why I asked when it came out. Yeah. Um, well, I can, uh, you know, I can't guarantee what was going on in people's heads. I'm not a mind reader, thankfully. Um, but what did happen in uh, the 28th of November in 2010 was the... Uh, case that uh it, it became uh it, it doesn't get nearly as much attention as it should so i want to reshine a light onto it i know you're familiar with it but uh the big leak from wikileaks oh yeah so that could very well be 
reasoning behind it because you're looking at almost 2011 and so probably spending a year trying to figure out how to course correct or overcorrect on it. But the funny thing is um, when I, you brought that up and then you mentioned uh, what I said about Marvel movie and I said that that was Captain America, that was pretty much the origin of Captain America when not not I'm talking about the movie, but the comic book was, you know, you had it back then with this superhero Captain America famously punching Adolf Hitler in the face as propaganda to join the <laughs> war efforts. That yeah. that was the that was the origin, along with Wonder Woman was uh that as well. So and now all of a sudden, you know, we you have stuff like that where they can propagandize and um like we had stated um out oh, i have cap locks on i'm sorry and uh yeah they can yeah i mean it makes perfect sense but then put out propaganda as well and hey it's nice when you can package them all together yeah i mean yeah it's absolutely um mind-blowing right but it explains so many things in hindsight like oh those ten thousand cattle did they even die were they killed right, right? or that seems like a perfect piece of propaganda to me I was listening to an article or listening to a talk and this this uh, journalist was saying that, you know, 100,000 cattle die of natural causes every week in the U.S. So 10,000 is not a story, but they die of natural causes, right? Getting stuck in the mud or uh, various medical illnesses, um, et cetera. So for 10,000 to die isn't that big but then we're being told oh they died of, of because of a heat wave but but once again pigs didn't die chickens didn't die geese didn't die ducks didn't die what the hell makes makes no sense mm-hmm. and uh by the way the first captain america movie came out july 19th 2011 i'm sorry oh, well uh, in the that was um international the U.S. state was July twenty second, two thousand eleven. So that was the first one. There you go. So it's right in that window, right yep. in the window, man. So there you go. We are being propagandized. It's proof. Proof is in the pudding. There it is, right there in writing. I've known it all along. That you know, because I don't know if you remember, back in the first Iraq War. Um, CNN got busted doing a fake green screen uh, video because their green screen failed for a minute and showed where they really were. Um, mm -hmm. But they're, they're saying they're on the battle lines and, uh, you know, and it was so fake because this guy goes, oh, my God, a, a bomb siren goes off. There's two guys on the screen and one of them goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's a there's a bomb siren. So he grabs one gas mask and one helmet. And one guy wore the gas mask, the other guy wore the helmet. So if it was shrapnel, if it was a gas attack, yeah. one of them would be dead. Like, how? Like, come on, you both don't have a gas mask and a helmet? So that drew my red flag right away. But then the green screen failed and showed that they were on a set. And CIA yeah. had to admit and apologize for that. But, you know, it swept under the rug because they probably followed it up with something atrocious and, and captivating, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, to re um, sorry, go ahead. cap off on our previous point here, Captain America Civil War, the movie was released in theaters. The premiere date was um, 
the 12th of April, 2016. Oh, snap. There you have it. Three years after the law passed. So plenty of time to, to write up the script. Yep. Wow. And um, I, I've heard a um, there's a great source on YouTube for any any, you know, truth seeker. It's called uh, the Film Archives. And what it is, is it's programs. This was a show, I think, going back to the 70 to the 80, 70s and 80s, I believe. But I saw an interview with John Stockton, a former CIA member who's become whistleblower written a bunch of books, and he was saying that 75% of what the CIA does is propaganda to, to shape American opinion. 75%. And he said the other 25% is assassinations. Yep. I'm not too um, surprised. Yeah. This might be a good segue into the Guidestones, huh? Yeah. So um, you had mentioned uh, about uh, what's going to be the uh, match that lights this uh giant tinder case with gasoline all over it and, um you know we had been talking about all these issues with uh, like uh worldwide famine possible world war civil war and um yeah so one of the georgia guidestones uh blew up um they're pretty pissed about it which means it uh probably wasn't uh one of them um but it was uh you know, someone acting outside. And this isn't the first time that the George Guidestones have been vandalized. There, there's been long established history of people spray painting stuff about um, like how awful the Antichrist is. Um, you know, your Luciferian cult will lose. Um, I hate the new world order, things like that all over it. Um, no one's blown them up and destructed it. So um but one of the things written on there, there's kind of, uh, if you will, there are 10 commandments written on and pretty much the history of the Georgia style uh, guidestones. They were erected to pretty much purpose. This is all what people are told. So there could be very different, um, very different truth. But what everyone's been told is, you know, they were erected, um, I believe, 79 was when it came out was when they were uh, put up. But uh, during the Cold War, so right now, this is around the time where uh, people are learning in school things like duck and cover, because um, we might have a nuclear war at any point with Russia. So they, to, you know, sources released, um, they were put out to guide humanity um, should there be a nuclear apocalypse that humanity will, will be able to rebuild itself. And one of the commandments on there is to keep humanity's population at 500 million or below. Yeah, um, I've, I've got the Ten Commandments right in front of me here. So yeah. number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule internally, revolving, resolving external disputes in a world court. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. 10. 
Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. So mm. sounds like, you know, the New World Order agenda to me. Yeah, pretty much their guide for when they're long gone. This is pretty much to give people an idea. This is kind of like they're uh, a Mecca. Well, I don't want to say Mecca because Mecca is a, a place. Um, but uh, th this is one of their most prized uh, monuments erected for them. Um, and it's got their statements on there pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything because there's nothing quite like it to this magnitude to uh, describe it, but it's been described as um, uh, uh, an ode or um, a, a, an image or a statue erected to um, globalism. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's some truly creepy stuff. Um, when you yeah, Sorry, look at a yeah, when you look at things like uh, different Satanist doctrines, when I say that, I mean from the Church of Satan. Uh, I'm not, you know, throwing uh, throwing knives at anyone's religion. I'm talking about the actual Church of Satan. Um, a lot of that stuff lines up with some of their text in there. So not only do they want to call certain people, but it's a big case for eugenics when it tells you how to, you know, choose reproduction wisely and carefully and a lot of the stuff that they've been moving for has been all to start that so we have a tinderbox here that could easily set this up and bring these numbers down and what better way to uh call the herd if you will than a global famine and right. um you have people like bill gates who i want to um go off on a tangent here towards the end on. Um, but one of the things he's been doing is buying up a whole lot of farm property as much as he can get. Now he does not buy himself as a single entity. He owns the most farmland of anyone in the world. He does not own the most farmland as in he owns the most more than everybody else. But as far as one single entity or one single person, he owns the most. Everybody else runs second or lower. So there is still much, 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 much more farmland out there. But as far as one single provider, he owns the most. Then you have things like interfering with different, you know, farming operations, different food processing places. So we already have come winter, things are going to be really awful for people. Cause, well, and, then you, and then you throw in their never ending war, right? We've yeah. been at war for how many years? So yeah. Um, millions right there. Yeah, you, you throw in wars, you throw in famines, and by the way, uh, you know people talk about going to war for oil, which I I know people talk slightly on you know, that and talk down on it, but you know it keeps everybody running. So you have you know oil and uh, and gasoline crisis happening, where not only is it expensive, but we're wondering on will we even have it, and it seems like we're trying to almost our current administration is trying to empty our pockets out of it and um, currently at the rate that they have it set for we will be out of oil by the end of uh towards the end of 2023 i believe to the end of no the end of november of 2023 i think is what i heard people say on the mathing of it and that's if we don't increase it which i'm sure we will so you I mean just think about how people heat their homes and now they're telling people to right. do things like solar which we're saying you know people like elon musk who you know he's not my fan 
but I take his intelligence seriously when he's, you know, being a major innovator throughout the world. And he's saying if everybody were to have one of his Teslas, so he has he has reason for everybody to want to yes come buy electric cars because it just makes him one rich fat cat. He's saying yeah. if every single person on planet Earth were to all of a sudden own a Tesla, our our infrastructure, our, our power grid system would fail. It would not be able to happen. And so you have people wanting to do things like solar, um, which I, I I know if maybe if you're left-leaning, you're going to really hate me for this, but it's going to kill a lot of people. And then you think about requiring that as a form of energy. Think about Alaska. Alaska gets sun for six months of the year. Mm-hmm. The other six, it is dark. How are you going to charge things solar in the winter seasons in Alaska, and it's way too cold during those winter months to be having turbines going. Those things will bust. So, I mean, just right there is an entire state that would die off. So we're having an energy crisis. We're having a food crisis. Tensions are growing. And when, you know, people go to war over energy, people go to war over money, which seems to be evaporating left and right, but somehow the elites hold on to it. And then you have uh, wars just already set out of territory but wars over food, that has gone back to pretty much the time of Cain and Abel. I mean, yeah. granted, Cain and Abel was, was uh, out of hate for your brother. But after that, everything has been, that's been one of the most basic things. They have food, we don't, we kill them, we take their food. They have energy, we don't, we kill them, we take their energy. They have money, we don't, we kill them, we take their money. It's just the most primal instinct on if you don't. If you can't imagine like, oh, I can't believe people would actually go to war. What would you do for your own starving child? Your child is crying. They can't get any food. You know, people, you hear all these things about how moms or dads will do these crazy things in defense of their child where women will all of a sudden get this human strength that does not exist in them uh, except for in two places, which is one, giving birth and two, when the life of their child is at risk and all of a sudden they just get this superhuman strength do when all of a sudden there's just no food people i mean think about the story of bloody mary let them eat or not bloody mary i'm sorry um who is she uh let them eat cake sorry i'm getting my tyrants confused is that mary antoinette mary antoinette yep uh let them eat cake there is a prime example of it it wasn't food people were rioting let them eat cake not a good enough answer and so revolutions happen and people get overthrown yeah. and uh they would love to see something like that where stuff starts to crumble because hey we could really expand the patriot act now to be more focused on local now absolutely um and here's another thing so about the the origins of the georgia guidestones erected mm-hmm. in 1980 in the u.s state of georgia the georgia guidestones stand 90 miles to the east of atlanta and are a modern megalithic mystery made of granite, and they stand 16 feet tall and consist of five stones arranged in an X shape with four wings surrounding a center stone. The structure is topped by a 25,000-pound granite capstone. Um, And then that leads directly to 21. This is from Wikipedia. Agenda 21 is a non-binding action plan of the United Nations with regard to sustainable development. It is a product of the Earth Summit, UN Conference on Environment and Development, held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1992. 
It is an action agenda for the UN and other multinational, multi, other multilateral organizations. The individual governments around the world can be local, national, and global levels. One major objective of Agenda 21 initiative is that every local government should draw its own local Agenda 21. Its aim initially was to achieve global sustainable development by 2000, with the 21 in Agenda 21 referring to the, tar to the original target of the 21st century. Um, so if, I don't know if people know much about Agenda 21. Um, here's another article, and this is from Blaze Media. Um, written April 26th, 2020. Agenda 21, the socialist plan to use coronavirus pandemic for global control. They've been planning this for decades. Mm -hmm. In the 1990s, the United Nations drafted Agenda 21. Their plan for defeating climate change in 2015, it was rebranded by socialists into Agenda 30, but neither had anything to do with global warming and everything to do with using it to reshape our political world. So there you have it from Blaze Media. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's another one, Agenda 21 News, a news service of freedom advocates. And this is posted, written by Melissa Melton on August 2nd, 2013. Future Earth, Agenda 21's Forbidden Zones. The planners intend to restrict your lifestyle to postpone the supposed coming environmental collapse or apocalypse is the word they used um in a nutshell the call the plan calls for governments to take control of all land use and not leave any of the decision making in the hands of private property owners it is assumed that people are not good stewards of their land and the government will do a better job if they are in control individual rights in to the needs of communities as determined by the governing body. Another program called the Wildlands Project spells out how most of the land is to be set aside for non-humans. The Wildlands, Wildlands Project came out of the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity the year before Agenda 21 was adopted by at the 1992 UN Rio Summit. Here's a map illustrating the wetlands, the wildlands project goal for America. And it shows a map, color-coded map uh, in red, core reserves and corridors, little to no human use, yellow, buffer zones, highly regulated use, gold, border 21, La Paz, sidebar agreement, of NAFTA, mile-wide international zone of cooperation, and that's along the Mexico-US border. And then green is normal use, and there's hardly any of that, and it's mostly from Texas, um, but stops at the Dakotas, and then from uh, Illinois south to Louisiana, and a little bit along the eastern seaboard. So the, all of the western United States 
no no use or uh, very very limited use. And then in pink, Indian reservations, those will stay the same. And then in gray, military reservations, not bases, reservations. Um, see all those red spots under this project? Those places would be considered forbidden zones, and you wouldn't be able to go there, period. Even the yellow areas, highly regulated use. So if, if and when authorities gave you permission to go there, it would likely be not very often, and you definitely wouldn't would not be living there. In fact, the only green areas would be for normal use. Only the green areas would be for normal use by people. While some of you activists are wrong to link the UN Wildlands Project to UN Agenda 21, Chapter 15 of the initial Agenda 21 document from the 1992 Rio Summit, is titled Conservation of Biological Diversity and begins like this. The objectives and activities in this chapter of Agenda 21 are intended to improve conservation of biological diversity and the sustainable use of biological resources, as well as to support the, Con the Convention on Biological Diversity. Wow. So pretty wild. Yep. Pretty wild. I, I advise everybody to check out the map. Once again, this is on Agenda 21 News, a news service of freedom advocates. Um, so it's online at agenda21news.com. Yeah, and all those, all those stuff that you were just reading. Tell me what exactly did you read that um, goes outside of the guidelines of those Georgia Guidestones? That's it. Right. It's they're the guide stones and then here's your parameters and now they're working within their their sacred ten commandments so to speak so yeah it's uh it's disturbing and um as Very. we've mentioned with uh the plant fires happening um with obvious wars and crises being uh manufactured um the, the mask is starting to either fall off or they're choosing to take it off. And um, one major way where I don't know if this was the mask falling off or being taken off, I believe their mask was stripped off and it was not a, this was not voluntary. And so they are acting and upping their timetable. But um, one big uh, way where that all came crashing down was Jeffrey Epstein. Uh -huh. And um, so to segue into that point there, um, with Jelaine Maxwell, but I don't think uh, anybody listening is not going to know about the Jeffrey Epstein story. But just to rehash, this man who has absolutely nothing of himself, all of a sudden just manages all these people's money, uh, all these wealthy and powerful individuals, um, but not exactly, you could say, has the resume worthy of such things. Um, right. And right. How did he go from just a normal uh, hedge fund manager to managing some of the richest people in the world's money and owning a $70 million uh, building in New York? And then who knows what he paid for his pedophile island, right? Yeah. And so one, uh, one of the answers that people out on that is, um, who was his girlfriend? And uh, the answer is uh, Jelaine, I believe I'm saying her name right, Jelaine Maxwell. 
um, the Maxwell family um, does have a lengthy resume for being able to fulfill those things. And uh, Epstein is a wonderful face because he's kind of just this nobody who all of a sudden has uh, came into it. It might not be that she might have been more of an afterthought, but definitely is a side by side with Epstein throughout some of the most horrific uh, crimes against humanity that were ever done to people. And um, we don't, we don't know entirely um, who was all in cahoots with them because they refused to uh, put out names. Um, We do know that uh, the queen is really pissed with uh, Andrew uh, Prince Andrew, and uh, yeah, he's I believe he's been banned from attending any royal family events. On top of that, I believe they removed his right to uh, what was the title as uh, Your Majesty or uh, what Duke was, do you remember York. the title? Duke of York? Yeah, um, so he, he's pretty much been ostracized and kicked out. So, officially, is it that? Well, we can't say that they officially came out and say that it was due to all this, however, all this sort of happened right as Jelaine started going to court. So it's, it's, you're, you're really gotta be a black belt in yoga to do that kind of stretch and to tell me that, no, it's all a coincidence. Yeah. And in our government, uh, Mm -hmm. going back to the origins of the trial, he was found guilty in Florida in 2008 of of pedophilia and sex trafficking. But, the uh, the district attorney Acosta did an un- unprecedented act where he plea bargained with the people accused, not the accusers. So it's the only legal way to do it is to have the accusers a- admit a compromise or, or okay a compromise. He didn't talk with the accusers at all. He talked with the accused and made a deal with them where he would seal the records of the court hearing so that no, well, Donald Trump. And then after that, as soon as Donald Trump gets elected, he gives Acosta a, an appointment to the board of education, I believe it was. So total back. Thank you. Right. Um, unbelievable. And there were so many high ranking people listed in that, um, I'll look that up in just a second, but here's a title from uh, the guardian. And I'm not a big fan of the guardian really, but you know, yeah. truth is truth. And this is uh, I didn't want to quote Fox or CNN because, you know, I think those are slanted as well. Partisan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to claim any kind of partisan. Cause if I, if I quote CNN, then I'm a lefty. If I quote Fox, I'm a righty and I'm neither. So, you know, I'm not saying that the guardian is the best source Everybody's saying the same thing. So I just picked this one thinking it might be kind of in the middle. Um, And the title here is Jelaine Maxwell puts on put on suicide watch, but isn't suicidal ahead of sentencing. Um, Move prompt move prompts Maxwell's attorney to seek to postpone her sentencing because she can't properly prepare for the hearing. Guards of the federal prison where Jelaine. Maxwell awaits her sentencing for her role in an elaborate child sexual abuse case and trafficking have placed her on suicide watch, though she isn't suicidal, according to court records. The move prompted the British socialites attorney 
to write a letter telling the judge in the case that Maxwell would seek to postpone her sentencing Tuesday because she can't properly prepare for the hearing. Prison officials on Friday took away Maxwell's legal papers along with her regular clothes, toothpaste, and soap while putting her in a solitary confinement and on suicide watch, said the letter from her attorney, Bobby Steinhauer. If Maxwell's remains, if Maxwell remains on suicide watch, is pro- prohibited from reviewing legal matters prior to sentence, becomes sleep denied sufficient time to meet with and confer with counsel, we will be formal adjournment. Steinem's letter to the judge Nathan Allison. Um, Steinem's letter added that the psychologist that evaluated Maxwell 61 and concluded she is not suicidal, but her sentencing comes nearly three years after her year and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in jail in August 2019 while awaiting trial in the sex trafficking case that also ensnared Maxwell. In a reply to Steinem's letter Sunday, federal prosecutors said Maxwell had been put on suicide watch in part because she had reported to the jail's administration of the facility's staff that, I'm sorry, she admitted to the jail's administration that the facility staff were potentially threatening her safety. The lockups staff put her on suicide watch to remove her from the facility's regular population. While it investigated Maxwell's claims and also because convicted sex offenders are generally at a higher risk of self-harm, prosecutors said in their letter, Maxwell was convicted on the 29th of December of sex trafficking and related charges filed against her in a Manhattan federal court after she recruited girls, some as young as 14, for Epstein to Epstein to abuse. Nathan said uh, sentence Nathan, blah, 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 blah. Nathan could sentence Maxwell to up to 55 years in prison. Her lawyers on Friday said Nathan to bar four accusers from providing victim impact statements at the sentencing hearing, tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, arguing that they were adults when they were encountered when they encountered Maxwell and therefore did not have the right to speak at the proceeding. Nathan hasn't ruled on that request. Maxwell has maintained her innocent despite her innocence despite her conviction. This post was updated to include details of the reply letter from the prosecutors. Uh, so pretty wild. Mm. You know, and they're still saying that Epstein committed suicide. Like, really? Mm. Uh, one of the interesting facts around that is, you know, I don't know if everybody knows it, but Two of the video cameras mysteriously went out in the jail that Epstein was in. The guards said they fell asleep. So the two guards each were supposed to inspect every half hour so they would alternate. Neither of them inspected for two hours. They said they were asleep on the job as the cameras happened to go out. And then three days prior to his quote unquote suicide, um, Epstein's cellmate was swapped out and they put in a guy that was in jail for life, life in jail, life in prison. And guess what his uh, what his crime was? Oh, he was a hitman for the mob and his favorite method of execution, strangulation from behind. Huh. 
Yep. There's a, a famous quote out there that says, um, history does not repeat itself, but it rhymes. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. If you think Jelaine Maxwell um, is going to be A-OK, serve her sentence out uh, and die a natural death of uh, old age in prison, uh, I, I honestly don't know if anything we're saying is ever going to register with you. That's, that is base level stuff right there. If you, if you believe that Jelaine Maxwell is going to live out the rest of her natural life in prison, die of, uh, old age and, um, that'll be that. And that, or that she was, um, all of a sudden going to, um, commit suicide pretty much the exact same way we can almost bet the same way because there's only so many ways uh people suicide themselves in prison 99 percent of them is all hanging of some sort everything else right. is a murder so absolutely yeah if they're gonna try and go and put off and say like oh she killed herself because i mean it's come on i i don't know how much we can help you if if you're in that base camp everybody all across People who are the most unpolitical of people would just be like, yo, that guy did not kill himself. Um, it, it's, it, it was the great eye opener. Um, and I no, believe that's when their mass famous meme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was, I believe, when uh, the mask, one big way when the mask was torn off. Um, another was just seeing how fake and uh, a sham the media was. Um, and how other world governments were being and how, um, you know, under the Donald Trump administration, how you saw Republicans who had pledged one way that, you know, they're all you know, they're all going to be falling in line doing all this Republican agenda. And then so many of them turned on their own party, the Democrats, who, for instance, things like uh, previously before had said, like, uh, build a wall. We want a wall. And this was under Bill Clinton and Barack Obama where they were talking about a border wall and then all of a sudden quickly changed their tune. Um, and then you saw Biden stay the ass where I don't believe he has any intention to do it whatsoever. But then he starts saying that we have to build a wall. And then they started all of a sudden, and then Democrats are starting to stand up and clap for it. It was, it was just like one of the major ripoffs, but the, of the uh, mass, but, Epstein was, I believe, the biggest one where it was irrefutable. At that point, you had so, so, so many people wake up and then start to be a lot more critical of the media. Um, so that I believe uh, the uh, 2016 election and um, the assassination of Jeffrey Epstein was the big one-two punch that they just were not prepared for dealing with whatsoever. And um, Right. I believe that's forced them to up their timetable. And uh, let's see that. Do you have anything else you want to say about Jelaine Maxwell? Uh, well, I kind of wanted to, to step back a minute and talk about Epstein and some of the people involved. Yeah. Cause this paints, you know, this paints a picture, you know, some of the most powerful people in the world, you know, so could they have somebody killed in jail? Well, Kennedy was assassinated, right? Mm -hmm. And if anybody still believes that it was Oswald and a magic one magic bullet, well, then I think, you know, Travis and I have some swampland for sale in Florida that that we'd be interested in talking to you about. 
<laughs> no, we don't own it, but that doesn't matter, right? Because you're that gullible. Um, here's an article from refinery29.com. From Clinton to Trump, the powerful men in Jeffrey Epstein's orbit. So we've got uh, former President Bill Clinton, who we know flew on the Lolita Express 26, at least 26 times. Mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, President Donald Trump. Epstein used to frequent President Donald Trump's Palm Beach property, Mar-a-Lago, and the real estate magnate spoke highly of him. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. Trump has been accused of sexual assault and misconduct by at least 21 women, uh, told New York Times Magazine in 2002. He's a lot, uh, quote unquote, he's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his was a quote from Trump. Um, And then who else do we have? Attorney Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz, a high-powered attorney and Harvard Law professor, was part of Epstein's legal team in 2007, around that first prosecution that I was talking about in 2008. He was one of the lawyers who helped broker the lenient plea deal that allowed Epstein to avoid federal prison, serve only 13 months in county jail, be granted a work release so he could actually leave jail and go to work. Really? As an as an as a convicted pedophile? Wow. What could go wrong? Um, And obtained immunity for any potential co-conspirators. When do you do that? When do you. Uh, say that, you know, not prosecute anybody in the periphery that contributed yeah. to the, right? It's insane. Normally, um, it's, those... normally it's the complete reverse when they're trying to take down a big ring. They say, okay, we'll give you immunity if you can give us all your co-conspirators, not right. the other we, way around. We want to, the access, it's, it, you're an accessory to a crime. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's normally their leveraging. That's normally the right. leveraging they'll use, but they just completely swapped it did the opposite in yep. his crimes da, 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 Dershowitz was also named in a civil lawsuit brought forward by one of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Roberts, Gouffre, uh, little footnote. That's the chick that accused Prince. Uh, what's his name? Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. I almost said Prince Albert. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gouffre claims that Epstein trafficked her to Dershowitz while she was a minor the Palm Beach Post reported that in 2017, he won the legal fight against her. A second alleged survivor of Epstein's alleged abuse, Sarah Ransom, also claims Epstein forced her to have sex with Dershowitz. The documents related to Dershowitz are currently sealed, according to the Daily Beast. Highly suspect. Right? Prince Andrew, Duke of York, according to The Guardian, Prince Andrew and Epstein relationship goes back to the early 1900s. Virginia Roberts Gouffre has claimed that Prince Andrew forced her to have sex with him as well. Um, U.S. Attorney General William Barr. U.S. Attorney Barr served as counsel for the law firm Kirkland and Ellis, which was part of Epstein's legal team in 2007 and helped him obtain his plea deal. Barr is not recusing himself from the current case against Epstein, but he will, but he has been and will remain 
recused from any retrospective review of the resolution in the earlier case of wow attorney kenneth starr kenneth starr the attorney from uh the enron scandal kenneth starr who investigated president bill clinton's relationship with monica Lewinsky was also part of Epstein's defense team in 2007 and played a role in securing the infamous plea deal. Dershowitz said in 2015 that Starr was brought on board because he had experience in investigating sex investigations. He had experience as the solicitor general and as a judge. He had all the bases covered. So what a rock star team of, of lawyers, right? Like, wow, how did that happen? Filmmaker Woody Allen, the Daily Beast reported in 2011 that Epstein hosted Woody Allen, who has forced sexual assault allegations, who has faced sexual allegations himself uh, and other celebrities for dinner at his New York townhouse in December 2010, more than a year after Epstein had served 13 months in jail for soliciting underage prostitution. Physician Lauren Cr Lawrence Krauss. Krauss, a so-called celebrity scientist, directed a Harvard University program that was made possible by Epstein's $30 million donation. In 2011, he defended Epstein in a Daily Beast article. Anything, the unfortunate period he suffered has caused him to really think about what he wants to do and his money and his time and support knowledge. Wow, so total defense of Epstein. Krauss said, Jeffrey has surrounded himself with beautiful women and young women, but they're not as young as the ones that were claimed. As a scientist, I always judge things on empirical evidence, and he always has women ages 19 to 20 around him, but I've never seen anything else. So as a scientist, my presumption is that whatever the problems were, I would believe him over other people. Krauss, who has taught Arizona State University, would accused of sexual misconduct on the list of accused sexual misconduct in two. The school found the allegations to be truthful, while Krauss still denies them. Former Maine Senator George Mitchell, an unsealed in an unsealed deposition. From the 2015 defamation civil suit, Virginia Griffey um, accused Epstein of using her as a sex slave from 2000 to 2002, starting when she was 16, and forced her to have sex with numerous men, including the former senator, George Mitchell, who said she was recruited by Maxwell. Mitchell called the accusation false and said in a statement that he has not met or had contact with Giffray and denied knowing Epstein was abusing underage girls. An attorney for Giffray said the truth will have the final word. Virginia Roberts Giffray is a survivor and a woman to be believed. She believes a reckoning of inevitable accountability has begun. The court records do not contain direct evidence linking Giffray to the numerous powerful men she accused. The Miami Herald notes, she did provide numerous pieces of evidence that link her to Epstein and Maxwell and indicate she suffered abuse at their hands. Former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. Richardson was also named by Gouffre in the 2015 suit 
as a man Maxwell and Epstein asked her to have sex with. Accusations in a statement saying he has never met Giffray and the accusations were quote unquote completely false. He added that in in his limited interactions with Epstein, he had never seen the man in the presence of underage girls. Financier Glenn Dubin, Dubin, D-U-B-I-N, Dubin was also named by the by Gouffre in her deposition. Dubin is the principal for the private investment company Dubin and Co. and a founder and former board of chair of the Robin Hood Foundation. Additionally, Dubin is a board member of the Mount Sinai Medical Center and the Museum of Modernization uh, of Modern Art and a member of the Dean's Executive Committee of the Harvard Kennedy School. His net worth is estimated to be $2.1 billion. A spokesperson for Dubin said he was outraged by the accusation, saying he had flight records and additional evidence to disprove them. Modeling executive Jean-Luc Brunel, MC2 model management co-founder Brunel, Brunel's name also surfered in Gouffre's accusations. She claimed Brunel helped supply Epstein with underage girls by recruiting them through his modeling agency. He denies the allegation. Hotelier Thomas Pritzker. Pritzker, another man accused of abuse by Gouffre. His name was previously listed in Epstein's Little Black Book and in his private jet log. Pritzker is executive chairman of Hyatt Hotels. Chairman and CEO of the Pritzker Organization, serves the board of directors for Royal Caribbean Cruises, founder of the Pritzker Neuropsychiatric Disorder Research Consortium, is chairman of the Center for Strategic and International Studies, and a member of the board of trustees of the University of Chicago. He is one of the 11 heirs heirs of the Hyatt fortune, and his net worth is estimated to be $4.2 billion. Pritzker denies accusations by Giffray. So, I mean, there you go. You know, it's not just a couple powerful people, right? Mm-hmm. It, so, it's, mind blow. It's worldwide. And, yeah, one has to wonder how uh, all these people of power all of a sudden are just know the exact same guy end up on the same island doing the same thing all these people all wrapped into one who are all a part of this one big powerful organization oh and another one uh dr evil or as some people refer to him bill bill gates um, oh i got bill so gates, much to say about him oh yeah bill gates wife divorced him because he would not stop hanging around uh epstein after the 2008 conviction uh, and his response, his official response to that was that the reason why he was associating with Epstein was, well, he said he was going to donate a large sum of money. Are you kidding me? You're Bill Gates. You could call anybody in the world and they would pick up. You need yeah, what, a pedophile credit bad or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. What? You can't call Prince Andrew. You can't call. You could call anybody in the world and they would take the call. But you you need money from a pedophile for your foundation? Wow. So that holds no water. Hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is by far one of one of the worst. Um, yeah, 
And he didn't that, even, he didn't even invent anything, right? He stole Xerox's existing technology to create Microsoft. He did he mm-hmm. he didn't you know invent the technology. He didn't he hasn't invented anything. Yep, he just knew how to use uh, the power of uh, laws and patents and uh, work lawyers in courts. And um, yep, yeah, it's the great steal. The it, great it is steal. One of the greatest steals. Uh, in the history of mankind, to be honest, um, yeah, especially when you look he, at everything that came from it. Yeah, he and in an interview, he admits this online, um, saying, "Well, in an analogy, it's like Steve uh, Jobs broken through the window." They're talking about the stealing the technology from Xerox. It's like mm-hmm. Steve Jobs broke in through the window, but then he left the front door open for me. So admitting that both Jobs and uh, Gates stole technology to start their companies. And now imagine this. Imagine if if Xerox had been able to come forth with it, we would have one operating system. We wouldn't have these two rival factions of, of PC versus Apple. Mm-hmm. So the consumer is the one that really lost in that. And, you know, should have been the case of a century, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you look at now that uh, it's unfortunately it's getting handed down. I mean, they're crooks. They stole something. They turned it into something great. They, I mean, really, you can't argue that the Internet isn't an amazing thing that you and me on two different sides of the country in different time zones can be talking, recording something, and you can just either edit it or you can send it up like that and within the click of a mouse electrons fire all the way across uh different satellites and uh what we're at uh, an hour 33 minutes now can just hit the internet for all people around the world to see it, it truly is an amazing thing that was built from it from a, a scammy scammy way but these people are starting to age out they're starting to die and um you look at the people who are handed down to and they're they're idiots yeah. um Truly. And uh, it's it, that's normally when uh, when you hear about things like generational wealth goes for so long, and then you know because there's none of that work ethic behind it. Now, granted, you know it, it it's a hard thing to steal a company like that to steal a product and then to build it into something like that. You know, another great example, but not nearly to this scale, is McDonald's. If you haven't uh, go watch the movie The Founder. Uh, yeah. It's the true story of McDonald's, but similar. But uh, I would argue that something like Microsoft is on a much, much more major and bigger uh, level. But um, the people that their people are handing their stuff down to are absolute idiots, and you watch things start to crumble. And um, that's what we're example of that. To see around us. Yeah, and a great example of that is the Carnegie family, which which was a you know it used to be the House of Carnegie, right? They were one of the uh, robber barons of the turn of the century and um exactly the same what you said just happened right the 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 grandfather created this massive you know uh dynasty really you know they were american royalty and then Mm -hmm. the the you know the son and grandson had savvy whatsoever the the son did pretty well with it actually grew the company a little bit so now the son did have business prowess but then the grandson he had no business prowess no motivation 
and they just went on a spending rampage thinking, you know, we're, we're it. We're, and they were, they were always kind of ostracized from the New York elite and the grandson's wife hated that. So she went on a, on a mission to become, you know, the ad- admired New York elite and did so at the behest of many others and squandered their entire fortune. They had billions and she squandered it. And um, what's his name? Uh, Anderson Cooper is a descendant of that. He's a, he's a, you know, Carnegie. And um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's Carnegie and he's former CIA. And, oh. um, but he, he didn't get any money from that because there wasn't any. Yeah. Yeah. Another example of that is uh, like we were just talking about Steve Jobs. And, um, you know, you look at what he did with, um, I, I guess the best way that you can judge this company, uh, would be your iPhone. And, um, just to remember, we didn't start out with the iPhone. We started out with the iTouch at that point was like the one up to the iPod, which was already a massive, uh, improvement to MP3 players. And it was, I, I was in high school for the era of the iPod and, um, I remember when the iTouch came out and that was the thing. And then it grew from the iTouch to the iPhone. And you just from you look at the very first iPhone that came out all the way to several models prior to where we're at on it it would just got amazing uh, everything that would happen. And then all of a sudden, um, he dies in uh, two th- end of towards the end of 2011, and all of a sudden, what kind of changes thing with your iPhone? Th- these aren't people that had the the brains like Steve Jobs to keep innovating, creating new um, improved technology. It's like, well, my uh, my headphone jack is uh, it used to be on the uh, top, and now it's on the bottom. Um, right. It had one camera, now it has two, and then uh, what can we up ourselves with? It has two, and now it has three cameras. And, um, there's, and then they, uh, just, I think the, the absolute largest jump that they did, and it's been their only jump is the creation of the, uh, the iPod, not, I think I'm saying it right. The iPods, the, uh, the wireless earbuds. And, uh, in which case now people like me who like to just, you know, plug in analog into the car and listen to stuff. Um, if you don't have the technology for that, well, you're just kind of screwed. But uh, on listening to music and hooking that up, so it's Bluetooth now. But aside from that one jump, um, it, it's all been pretty much just wham, the same, and, and it's just forced you to buy new product over and over and over again of pretty much the exact same thing. Just it's now updated, and after so many updates on your phone, it'll die. And just in time for we released another one for you to buy, and yeah. there's no real difference, and it'll run until too many updates crash it and then it, it, it's a ponzi scheme you're getting nothing new and innovative there's nothing amazing developed from these people so when steve jobs went exactly. people that he handed off to were absolute idiots yeah so, um here's another, a uh i'm sorry go ahead I, I was gonna say less of um examples that i can give on it um but uh george soros uh evil 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 man with a lot of power and influence right now um 
extremely, extremely old. And if you look at his son, who is just as evil, if not more evil, um, the only thing is his uh, father and many other people have regarded him as to be pretty much stupid. So we can probably expect, you know, you think about all the stuff he's in, which is mostly finance. You can expect a lot of screwy stuff after he passes headed off to someone who's too stupid probably to act out evil. So it, uh, I think it's going to be like Joe Bright, Joe Biden wild of rakes, just um, stepping on himself, trying to cause chaos throughout the world and um, just not having the desired effect and be more like a, rather than a, a laser pointed uh, rifle round. that will be like a buckshot of just didn't expect this kind of crazy stuff to happen, but here's just this widespread all over the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, con- continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, all good. All good. I want you to finish your thought there. So that was, that was um, just a little, a little more depth in the Epstein thing. This is from global news, uh, globalnews.ca. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein struck a secret deal in 2008. Here's what it means for the current case. Uh, and this was published July 11th, 2019. Written by Michael R. Sisak, Jim Mustaine, and Kurt Anderson of the Associated Press. Financier Jeffrey Epstein awaits a bail hearing after pleading not guilty this week to sex trafficking charges in a case brought a decade ago. He secretly cut a deal with prosecutors to dispose of nearly identical allegations. Uh, Let's see. It goes into who is Epstein. We've all heard that. Under a 2008 non-prosecution agreement, Epstein pleaded guilty to state charges in Florida of soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. That allowed him to avert a possible life sentence, instead serving 13 months in a work release program. Now, let me just interject there. Work release program. That's something that a low-level marijuana trafficker gets, Mm -hmm. right? Not even a high-level marijuana trafficker would get that. Uh, And this guy's accused of soliciting minors for prostitution. He was required to make payments to victims and register as a sex offender. So guilty, 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 guilty. Um, And then here it goes. Acosta defended, this is Alex Acosta, defended the plea deal saying Wednesday it was the toughest deal we could get at the time. We did what we did because we wanted to see Epstein go to jail, Acosta said at a press conference. He held amid calls for his resignation. Federal prosecutors in New York between the Florida and New York cases. It's not clear how much of the case involves the same acts or accusers. None of the alleged victims died in Monday's indictment. Um A non-prosecution agreement is essentially a contract between prosecutors and a defendant case. It typically entails a list of conditions a defendant must meet in exchange for promise that he or she won't be indicted. Unlike typical plea plea bargains, these agreements are not made public. For most people, a parallel would be a diversion program for a relative relatively minor offense, such as misdemeanor marijuana possession. There we go. The charges are dropped as long as the defendant meets a series of conditions, 
such as no further arrests. In Epstein's case, no federal were ever filed in Florida. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Joff, Joffrey Berman says it says it doesn't. What? He contends the agreement that spared Epstein from a lengthy sentence a day binding only on federal prosecutions, prosecutors in Florida. Um, and then it just goes on and on to, uh, to state some other BS after that. But then here's another one. Um, Renee Alexander from Wikipedia, Renee Alexander Acosta, the DA in charge of the federal federal prosecution in um, Florida, born January 16th, 1969, is an American attorney and polit politician who served as the 27th United States Secretary of Labor from 2017 to 2019. President Donald Trump nominated Secretary. 2017 in what was obviously a payback right and then it has a little footnote here in 2008 u.s attorney acosta approved a federal non-prosecution agreement with jeffrey epstein that secret agreement conducted without consulting the victims was later ruled illegal by a federal judge for violating the crime victims right act booyah Yeah, it's a it's a deep deep web, and if uh, you're not uh, if you're someone that's in control that's not in their party, they have somebody um, on you that is. Right. It's uh, there's it, it that's how deep it runs. Um, just to give an example to people, people that I believe that were good, um, people that were compromised, um. Uh, I'll, I'll go through a list. I'm just going to keep it because I'm most knowledgeable about U.S. stuff, not international. Um, you have people like how we both agreed. Um, Kennedy, we would both qualify as a good person, wanted to go up against the banks. And um, yeah, uh, Kennedy they, said he was going to uh, dismember the CIA and scatter it to the four corners of the world. Mm hmm. Yeah, he go over well. Nope. And um, they, like I said, if you're one of those people who are not in that group and against that group, they have people that are around you that are um, holding on to you and ready to step in and do as um, this group wills. Um, one of those being um, people, A, A, I mean, I, I don't know what means they use to actually kill him. Um, but I do know that the person that was ready to step in, and if you watch uh, historical footage of Woodrow Wilson, who I believe was uh, an absolute horrible president for some of the stuff that he did socially to our country. Um, but when he did it, there's no somber crying. You know, my boss, my friend has been killed. He is grinning ear to ear taken over and then we had to deal with woodrow wilson who had we're still feeling the effects of his presidency another one uh skipping forward years ahead uh i believe that was a good person uh ronald reagan 
Um, Ronald Reagan uh, had a history um, where before he was a uh, president, he was in Hollywood. And we all know that Hollywood is deep, deep, deep within uh, – I'm, I'm just going to say it flat out. The Illuminati, all these different things are sex of Illuminati group. Um, but Hollywood uh, being one of those groups. So likely he had dirt on him because he, no one was expecting him to pick George H.W. Bush. But uh, all of a sudden, just last-minute changes on things, and he selects George H.W. Bush for VP. Ronald Reagan is elected, and they attempted to. They did not succeed, but they attempted to assassinate him. And who would be standing in the wind would be George H.W. Bush, who we all know for a fact is um, part of the Skull and Bones, along with his son and John Kerry and many, 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 many others, um, That which is a subsect of the Illuminati, different groups that all come under this one big organization. Um, so yeah, those, just to give you a, a few of the examples, um, I, I, I'm not familiar with enough on my story of, uh, Lincoln to know for sure about that. And you do also have people from the South that wanted to get back at him. So, which is the running narrative with that, but these things, you know, if you, if you're a good person who stands up to them. And you go too outside the fray, they have people to try and either rein you in. And if they can't rein you in with either having dirt on you or people of influence surrounding you to try to misguide you and to do other things, they have people ready to take your place. So uh, it, it, it's deep. So either you're in on that group or you're being controlled one way or another by. Uh, so it, it's. It, there's no end to how deep this goes. Highly suspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that you just mentioned George H.W. Bush because <laughs> before you even mentioned that, I'd start looking up where was George Bush senior on the day that Kennedy was assassinated. Because <laughs> uh, right, on a television, yeah, on a television appearance, he said, well, I, I can't quite recall, which is, you know, means I'm That's... not going to tell you. Um, yeah, that's here's... my mom was uh, alive for. Um, well, my mom is alive too, but she remembers um, exactly where she was when it was when uh, somebody out of a window and said that they shot him. Uh, the president's been shot. They killed uh, Kennedy. Just like how for people my age um, who were born in the early 90s who have memories of it, you remember exactly where you were. When you got word that planes had hit the World Trade Center, it's one of those moments where you just didn't forget. It was it's a, a life defining moment. So for him to say, "I don't remember where I was when you know they announced that the president of the United States was just assassinated." So absolutely, my oh. sister was uh, was three years old the day that he was assassinated, and she can tell me exactly. He's like, I was watching TV. I think she can even retire. Yeah, she was watching the somehow a news bulletin came across the TV and she saw it. My mom heard it and she remembers my mom just losing it and crying hysterically. And she says it's a vivid picture in her mind still. Mm -hmm. And she's what, 60 now. Um, yeah. Here's an article from The Tin Whistle 
everything you know is twisted uh www.stephenhager.net the george bush and this is written uh, november 22nd 2013 by stephen hager excuse me um the george bush connections to jfk's assassination excuse me i got the hiccups all of a sudden um i guess you know daily plaza was flooded with spooks 50 years ago the one spook on the scene one spook young one young spook on the scene may have been george hw bush who was working deep cover for the cia through his fledgling oil company zapata building platforms in the gulf of mexico building platforms in the gulf of oil oil platforms in the gulf of mexico some of which were designed to resupply depots for the anti-castro network operating out of miami the miami cia office had become the biggest in the world outside langley and they had been training an army of refugees to retake cuba from the commies check out the picture of someone who looks just like bush in front of the school book depository oh and then they got a picture of the school book depository hmm. uh, by the way, Bush says he, quote unquote, can't remember where he was when JFK was murdered, despite several FBI memos. Also, if that isn't Bush standing on the steps of the depository, whoever it might be. Forward. Involvement. A very important and very secret CIA operation against Cuba was involved. Uh, involved CIA's most gung-ho, boom-and-bang cowboy, William Wild Bill Harvey, teaming up with the mafia assassin Johnny Rosselli to kill Castro, a mission apparently decided to shut down after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Both Bush and Rosselli developed a fondness for the speedboats used to ferry weapons and explosives into Cuba. But when JFK discovered the CIA's anti-Castro operations weren't being shut down, he forcibly closed the training camps and told James Hilton to fire William Harvey. Instead, Harvey was quietly moved to Italy and then secretly consulted for the JFK hit. There were a lot of CIA people in Dallas that day, although most may not have known much about what was about to happen. In the CIA, everything tends to get compartmentalized and very much on a quote-unquote need-to-know basis. The first that. piece of evidence to tie Bush to the assassinations was a memo written by J. Edgar Hoover the day after the assassination that revealed quote-unquote George Bush of the CIA reported by phone on the activities of some quote-unquote one wonders what the purpose of this memo was. Was Hoover trying to tie, was, <clears throat> excuse me, was Hoover tying a Bush family member into the scene to cover up his own ass? I guess, you know, the C, I guess, you know, CIA Cuban exiles provided the support team that assisted JFK's CIA mob assassination team. And it's only because of the testimony of some mob figures and Cuban exiles that we know what happened that day as no one from the sea inside the day has ever spoken out or at least spoken out and lived. But then something went even more interest 
something even more interesting turned up more recently. Uh, this memo was written the day of the assassination and claims private citizen George Bush called the FBI immediately after the assassination to point a finger at a student named James Parrott. Really placed from Tyler, Texas, and how easily would it have been to place a call from a hotel in Dallas en route through an through an for the sole purpose of giving Bush an alibi? Um, no doubt, Harvey assisted Angleton in building the MI5 CIA Mossad Vatican Alliance, a base that gave him immense influence even after Angleton was counterintelligence and painted as a paranoid fool by many inside the agency, he could not have been fired nor fully retired as his field operatives were just too important. Roselli was not lucky. After participating in the JFK assassination and helping with the cover-up, Roselli thought he was untouchable. He was railroaded into jail and while there were, while there spilled the beans on the assassination. When he got out, he would turn up in pieces in an oil drum floating in the Biscayne Bay, where he had once raced his favorite speedboat on the runs to Cuba and back. Knowing handsome Johnny's penchant for profit, one might assume Johnny was running guns and explosives one way while, being, while bringing drugs back the other. Um, yep, and that's the, that's the end of that. Yep. Pretty wild. So he spoke out and he ended up chopped up into pieces, thrown into an oil barrel. Yep. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a very well-known thing. They'll kill you one of two ways. They'll either assassinate your character or they'll assassinate you. And one thing they'll be doing is, um, the way technology has evolved is crazy. But one thing that can happen is it used to be you have to click on a shady link to all of a sudden now have a child prawn um, on uh, your computer or your phone. But now things have gotten to the point where they're able to just send it and you have no idea that it's even on there. You haven't clicked on anything, but it's sent and it's there. So if uh, they don't feel like they can pull it off with uh, assassinating uh, you and having you killed... Um, they assassinate your character and be like, oh, he's a pedo and um, have you discarded by society that way. And uh, effectively, they kill you. You have zero reputation, zero pool within community. You are a hated individual. So um, oh, yeah. I'm, not say- I'm not saying that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that everybody that uh, is big that uh, is caught having done that is therefore automatically somebody that is um, uh, being taken out by the CIA, but it is an absolute method that they use along with um, having you all of a sudden get disappeared by the black hand of Clinton. Oh yeah, exactly. And um, I read an article not long ago about the CIA's development of a heart attack gun. So this gun would shoot uh, darts made out of sugar. Um, So the dart, I'm sorry, you you, uh, you cut out for a second there, made with sugar and what? Yes. The CIA's heart attack gun would shoot bullets, it would shoot a dart, rather, made out of sugar. So once it pierced the skin, it would evap- It would dissolve. 
right? Mm-hmm. Leave no trace except for it, what looked like a mosquito bite. And then yep. according to the, it would make the coroners think, oh, cause of death was a heart attack. Yeah. And so um, it, death by chemical heart attack, chemically induced heart attack. Yeah, I believe if I remember um, the reading I did on that, it was um, uh, mutated some stuff that was um, in jellyfish, some of their stinkers, because um, right, most right. people don't know there's jellyfish can either be benign and have stings or they can full on kill you with uh, yeah. the stuff that's on their stingers. And so sugar gets it right in there. No one's ever going to notice it looks like a mosquito bite. So no one's ever going to suspect anything, but yeah. And um, that came out as, yes, we do have it, but we don't use it anymore. And so, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes. So we know that this device exists and that they've used it, but they're telling us now you have our solemn word. We're not using it anymore. Yeah. And once a liar, always a liar. So how much are you going to believe about the CIA? Because they lie about shit until it until, you know, 20, 30 years later, when the stuff comes out Freedom of Information Act and then. But they get away with it until that time. Yep. It's uh, so utterly unbelievable. And for, you know, so for people who don't know any of this stuff, you know, maybe I I bet. Want to know this stuff, right, because it shatters your illusion of reality shakes your very foundation of being to think, oh my God, would my government do that to me? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. You're just a, you're just cattle, you're just sheep and, um, and you're replaceable. And they don't even want all of us as said by the 500 million people, 350 million in the U S alone. Yeah. And, um, on that note, um, I wanted to, when I was doing some preparation for our talk today, um, clear up um, all the different rules of the Illuminati with um, the Georgia Guidestones. And so I did a quick search. What are the rules of the Illuminati? And the very first thing that comes up, and it's just promoted, was the Illuminati Brotherhood.org. So they're pushing this. And if you think that there's not people involved with it in Google, uh, you're washed on hot. Yeah. So I want to read to you um, three pages uh, from this site uh, that are very eye opening. And I think that will, if anything, just simply reinforce everything we've talked about today. And then I have some um, pretty horrifying stuff from Bill Gates that I think everyone needs to know and be aware of. And it's going to help make a lot of things about what's happening in this world make sense to you. And I'm going to give you guys all the sources so you don't have to take my word for it. Dave is uh, does a wonderful job at doing his homework. Anything he tells you, he's always giving you uh, your sources. So, you know, we're great. Launch, do your research yourself. We'll give you our uh, resources and you can go from there. Yeah, but we're not, we're not ever going to tell you what to think. We're just telling you to think. Question authority always and do your own research. And that's why we give links to what we're looking at. So that you can look at the source that we were referencing. Yep. Yep. And it may come out some of our stuff was wrong or maybe our, our, our source, we got it wrong or something like that. We're proposing questions. This is stuff that is out there. Vast majority of it is confirmed under uh, credible sources, including stuff that I'll say .gov next to it. Um, so the first bit I wanted to go over from the Illuminati Brotherhood.org. 
um, three pages I'm going to read to you from are going to be their homepage, their about page, and then our beliefs. Okay. So we're going to cover a little bit of ground here. So in big bold letters, uh, achieve your dreams by becoming one of us, the Illuminati Brotherhood. And then we get to the text here. The Illuminati is an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, artists, and other influential members of this planet. Note how they said planet. Um, so A, yeah. it's, they didn't say we're global. They said it's planet. Uh, continuing. Our coalition unites influencers of all political, religious, and geographical backgrounds to further the prosperity of the human species. Uh, the view is species, not as just regular, just humans, but a species as a whole. By rising through the levels of illumination, Illuminati members discover more about their world and the true power that hides within their minds. Whatever you seek, whatever you dream, whatever you hope, all is possible if you follow the light. Um, before I continue on, I, uh, we had talked about with the Georgia Guidestones, how, um, a lot of this backed up with, um, some writings from the satanic church and was, yeah. uh, stuff considered Luciferian. Um, for those of you who aren't Christians or don't follow stuff in the Bible, um, if you read the book of revelation, um, uh, where it talks about before the fall of Satan, where he was, um, uh, the number one archangel of God. He was described as an angel of light. That was his description. It was an angel right. of light. He was the most high ranking individual. He sinned against God, rebelled, took a third of the angels with him um, as he was cast down to earth. Um, and then if your theology is strong enough and you do more reading, you know that there's um, was a fall before humans invented. Um, some people debate that. I don't. But what I wanted to get to you is the light. So they keep always come back to this the light thing. Um, but I'll continue on here. The Illuminati's messages, our global agenda, our pendulum of power, the maze of experience, uh, the eternal oath of the Illuminati, which they have an act they, they take. Um, it's way too small and fancy font for me to read, but I'm going to go down to what's actually printed on the website. Since our organization, uh, the Illuminati members have dedicated themselves to the advancement of the human species by taking oaths of commitment. These pledges are a core tradition of the Illuminati formed as written contracts between a single person and all members of humanity. The first pledge of the Illuminati is called the eternal oath, uh, which is the one that, uh, if you go on there to this website, you can click and you can uh, see the oath that they take. Like I said, it's written extremely fancy, well done uh, calligraphy for their actual oath, much like kind of how you would get for uh, diplomas or special certificates and things like that. Um, they go on, they show more of their prized possessions as far as th like gold rings with diamonds all over with the, um, uh, the G at the center of it. It's called the G ring and it has... Um, the uh, the compass for um, the Freemasons, uh, the T necklace, which is the pyramid, it has a cross in the center with an all-seeing eye at the top, all made of gold. Another G star ring, again with the um, Freemason symbol on it. Um, they also show copies of their first testament. They won't show you any other testaments, just the first. Um, but then it goes: millions of people from all walks of life have committed themselves to the Illuminati's global work for the human species by foregoing all divisions of religious geographical or political beliefs followers of the light strive to form a planet where all people in all
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.